Welcome to Daily Daf Differently, a Jcast Network podcast in collaboration with the Conservative Yeshiva in Jerusalem. This daily podcast invites you to join us to study the Daily Talmud page with a variety of liberal rabbis and teachers. For more information about the Conservative Yeshiva, please visit conservativeyeshiva.org. For more information about the other Jcast Network podcasts and blogs, please visit jcastnetwork.org. Welcome to Daf Differently. My name is Sarah Shulman, and today we're studying Daf 6 of Masechet Moed Katan. We're going to begin with a Mishnah that relates to whether or not we can water on Chol Moed. As we've seen in the last couple pages, the rabbis have been raising questions and answers related to what we can and can't do on the Chol Moed, these in-between days in relationship to our plants and our farms, which also helps us sort of define what is the essence of Cholomoed. What are the things that we should be doing and shouldn't be doing? And also, what's the relationship of the plant and animal kingdom to our commemoration of Cholomoed, our celebration and observance of these times? Today we're going to look at two sections, that one that has to do with plants and the other one that has to do with animals. So we begin with a Mishnah on 6b that says, Rabbi Eliezer ben Yaakov Omer, Moshkin et Hamayim me'ilan le'ilan, u vilvad shelo et kol hasadeh. In other words, Rabbi Eliezer ben Yaakov says that we may draw water from one tree and transfer it to another in order to water it on Cholomoed, but this is provided that the whole field is not watered in this way. So we sort of have this paradigm that we can do a little bit, but we can't use that as a means to water our whole field. The next part says, Zerayim shalo shatu livnei ha-moed, excuse me, lo yishkeh b'moed, v'chachamim matarin b'zeh v'zeh. So the next part is that seeds that didn't drink water before the Moed may not be watered during the festival week. So if they hadn't absorbed it before, we can't water it during the week. And the final part is that the Chachamin, the sages, allow both, uh, are, are lenient in both cases. So let's take this apart a little bit with the help of 11th century commentator Rashi. So one question we might have is, why is it that water can be drawn? Why is it that we allow water to be drawn from one tree to another tree? Rashi tells us so that one doesn't suffer too much loss. As we can imagine, if one is depending on these trees or these, this field, these crops, for one's livelihood, the risk of losing them completely during Chol Moed would be a major problem. And yet, we're still not allowed to water the whole field in that way. Next, we have this peculiar thing about plants that don't drink before the festival week. Rashi explains that that means that they weren't accustomed to always drink before, and so there wouldn't be a, a loss if they weren't watered on the Moed. And then we might have the question of why are the sages lenient? 
for watering the whole field in this way and watering plants even if they hadn't had a drink before the moed. Well, let's explore a little bit what the Gemara has to say. The Gemara discusses the issue of a moist field, metunenet, and says that indeed, if a field has drinking water, has taken water before the festival, it may be watered again during, during Cholam Moed. And furthermore, Rabina concludes that from this, we may, we may infer that a garden plot may be sprinkled during Cholam Moed. So we're starting to see that a way of being able to get water to our plants during Cholam Moed. Then we get another Tanaitic source that says a white field may be sprinkled in the sabbatical year, but not during the festival week. Um, and then we have this question about what's the difference between Shemitah, or the sabbatical year, and Cholam Moed. But it's, this, uh, it's resolved this sort of question of difference by Rav Huna that says that actually... The former agrees with the opinion of Rabbi Eliezer ben Yaakov, who was the first part of our Mishnah, and the latter agrees with the Chachamim, who were more lenient. So actually there's not a difference uh, between Shemitah and Chol Moed, although it's interesting to think about how these two paradigms are being compared, even though they're quite different. Chol Moed, we're having a limited period of days and then returning to the normal year. Whereas Shemitah, we're talking about watering before a, a whole year that is different. So one of the questions that came up for me in studying this particular sugya, this section of Talmud, was some things about our relationship to plants as Jews. We might, it might be funny to ask, but it might be also interesting to ask, are plants Jewish? And can we sync our plants to be on the Jewish calendar? Because in some ways, that's what we're really hoping to do as Jewish farmers, so that we can, we can water our plants and take care of our plants, and yet also respect the festival week ourselves. Rabbi Jill Hammer, in the book, The Jewish Book of the Days, goes into a lot of detail in ways in which not only do, is it our job to sync ourselves with, with planting so that we can be on the holidays, but also we can learn a lot about the cycle of the year from looking at the natural world, these seasons, what's happening above the ground and below the ground. She quotes from Job, Job 14, 7 through 8, there is hope for a tree. If she is cut down, she will renew herself, and her new shoots shall not cease, for her roots are old in the earth, even though her stump dies in the ground. In her book, she reminds us that the very motion of the year is very much linked to the cycle of plants and the watering of plants. And it's important for us in our city worlds, lots of times, to sort of remember, as we're studying this, that there's a certain wisdom that comes in following the cycles of the year that helps us better understand our own times of the year and what can be done, what can't be done, and perhaps the cycles in our own lives. The next Mishnah is sort of a fun one 
because it talks about moles and mice. It states that moles and mice may be trapped in a field or a white field in the usual way during Cholomoed and during Shemitah, the sabbatical year. But the Hachamin say that in a tree field in the usual way and in the white field not in the usual way. And a breach may be blocked up during Cholomoed and in the Shemitah year one may build in the usual way. So not only are we dealing with plants, but now we're also dealing with moles. Of course, the Gemara asks us what ishut is, the, the word that's used in this Mishnah for moles. It says, it asks us, what is ishut? And interestingly, Rav, Rav Yudah says, it's a creature with no eyes. Rabbi ben Ishmael, some say Rabbi Yamar ben Shalemia, said, What's the text for this? And we get a quote from Psalms that says, Let the wicked be as a snail which melts and passes away, like the young mole, the ishut, which has not seen the sun. So we sort of get this image of this mole without, without being able to see that can be trapped during the Holomoed. And this is a very interesting section because it kind of, Often we don't think about what is our relationship to the creatures, the, the squirrels and the moles in our backyards, but sometimes we need to encounter them during the festival week, and how might we encounter them? The last part of DOF 6 explores the question of, the Mishnah says that we may, we may destroy these moles, but how are they to be destroyed? How can we do this in a way that is fitting for the festival? week. Rabban Shimon ben Gamliel suggests that earth is fetched from one hole and put into another and that the animals would actually kill themselves like two nests coming together um, and destroying one another. I think this is an interesting perspective because it actually says that it's not us even though we're we're orchestrating facilitating the destruction of these moles that these creatures that we must kill during Cholomoed, during the festival week, we're not actually taking part in the destruction directly ourselves. I was thinking about what are the ways in which we are a part of destruction during Cholomoed in our own lives, and perhaps this is an invitation for us to be a little more mindful and to not only allow there to be a festival for ourselves, but also to take into account our own plants and animals and the way that we are commanded to feed our animals before ourselves or to also give our livestock, our horses and whatnot a chance to rest. So too here we're seeing in a way that we're not supposed to be a destructive force on the earth, not on Shabbat and not on Cholomoed. I hope you enjoyed our learning and have a great day. I hope you've enjoyed today's episode of Daily Daf Differently and that you'll join us again tomorrow for a new page. The music at the opening and close of this episode is Ufros from the Epichorus album One Bead, available on Bandcamp, iTunes, and Spotify.